Well, hello everyone, and welcome. Uh, welcome. Just yeah, welcome to the Movie Man podcast. Yeah. Just plain, not not even that. Just plain welcome. Mm. Yeah, you're. This is a place of acceptance. Yeah. This is. Uh, you can. You know, you can come in and you can tell us about your deep dark secrets, and you can. Well, like like where in the comments section? Yeah, for the world to see. Or where were the? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one. That, that's fair. No one judges here, <laughs> except the police. Except yeah. Um, yeah. Welcome to what is potentially the Star Wars episode that none of you are going to listen to. Mm, ouch. Yeah. It's a sad reality that, like, what you're saying might be true. Yeah. Uh, yeah like or, the, well, yeah. may not be, I will say, it may not be mm. the most hated Star Wars film anymore. Every, yeah, there's I, some... I think yeah. it I think it held that title for a very long time. <laughs> oh, for sure. And it I absolutely did. I think that maybe it still holds that title. I don't have, I don't have statistics in front of me. But no. the Last Jedi definitely maybe gave it a run for its money. Right. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. But before all that, yeah, we should uh, do some housekeeping. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, everyone who who did decide to listen to this episode on Star Wars, like, follow, subscribe across all our various platforms. So we're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. Pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. And yeah. then on social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, on Instagram. And we're also on Patreon. And if you have any questions, just send them via a message on Facebook. Or you can email us at themoviemenpodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase. Or, and Brady, or, do, oh, or, go ahead. or, or, check out our MySpace. Um, Is that a thing? It was in 1994. Oh, okay. So I'm maybe not that old, but Sorry, yeah, maybe like the mid two thousands. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I miss uh, Brady, we have one more piece of housekeeping. What what do you think that is? Um Um I think that we need to uh is it I don't know, do we oh, oh, we yeah, need to vote. Don't. We need to vote on the taxation of the trade routes. Oh, um never. Never, ever, ever say that again. But there's a blockade. <laughs> no, we need to uh, thank all our tier three and above Patreon supporters. Yeah. Because so, it's the first episode of the month. Hold on to your seatbelts here for this big, epic, long list. <gasps> mm-hmm. Thank you, Daphne Catch Kirkpatrick. Breath. Yeah, thanks, Daphne. Yeah. We. Anyways. Means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, That's thank it. you. We, thank, thank you so much. Um, our last shout out was so much cooler. Like she, she really enjoyed it, and it was kind of like a joke. This was just like a straight shout out. So um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you got to keep them guessing. <laughs> That's right. Well, should we get to it? Yeah, I think so. Cool. I don't think we have anything else. That's like the shortest. Like yeah, it seems short. I feel like we're forgetting something. Go follow us. Wearing- Did you mention Patreon? I did very yeah. briefly. Support us on Patreon. It's a great, yep. you know, we do a bonus show for a dollar mm. a month. You can get two to two and a half hours of extra wicked awesome bonus content per month. Absolutely. So, and uh, under very, there's various tiers and there's different perks that at the higher tiers you go. Just check it out. See if it's something that you're interested in. And uh, it's true. There yeah. are there are a lot of tiers. Um, mm-hmm. Pete is an emotional guy. 
Um, <laughs> hey, but, man. Phantom Menace gets me going. Yeah. Okay, so uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, mm-hmm. George Lucas yep. invented a little thing called uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it swept the nation. It was a real big deal. Right. And, and like it made him incredibly rich. Yeah. And then like, yeah. And, and then for a number of years, we didn't have any Star Wars. Any new Star Wars. Any new Star Wars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then, in 1999, mm-hmm. we got a new Star Wars for the first time in a really long time. Right. Uh, and might I add, Brady, like for the first time in many people's lifetimes, like this was the first oh, yeah. time you and I could see a new Star Wars in the theater. And I'll tell you, I wasn't old enough at the time to understand the hype. Sure. We didn't have social media. We didn't oh, have no. um, we didn't have a lot of the the ways of of experiencing other people's hype and excitement mm, like we do now. Right. Yeah, it was like a newspaper article that like a non interactive media form where you couldn't say, "Hey, seventy two other thousand people commented on this and are as pumped as I am." Like it was just, "Here's the news: Star Wars is coming out today." Sure. And I mean, in in 1999, there were online forums. Mm, um, Okay, fair. But, you know, anyways, um, there was all all of that is to say Mm. there was hype. Oh, right. Yeah. There was mass excitement for this film. Yeah. Star Wars is coming back. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Like, what a, you know, what a big deal. Um, they even make a movie. Have you seen, have you ever seen the movie fanboys? Uh, I've heard of it actually. Someone told me to watch that recently. Yeah. So I have not though. Sorry. Fanboys is just about a bunch of nerds, geeks. Oh, maybe I have actually seen it, but continue. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, in 1999 decide that they are going to, Mm. uh, hit the road and travel to Skywalker ranch, which was, is George (laughs) Lucas's house. (laughs) <laughs> and they are going to steal themselves a copy of mm. The Phantom Menace. Get, nice. an, get an early screening. Get it before <laughs> anybody else. And there's this brilliant line. The whole movie is just this mass excitement. <laughs> like, they're, they're so, it's the road to Star Wars. It's this big, mm. epic, exciting thing. And they, right. so they succeed. Like, they right. They sit down in Skywalker Ranch. They and, get there? And, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And they wow. screen themselves a copy of this movie. But there's this, <laughs> there's this great line just before the movie starts where one of them right. looks over to the, other, the rest of the guys and say, hey, guys. And they're like, what? And he's like, what if it sucks? <laughs> is, that, is that like the ending of the movie, like the last scene, or is that not? No, there's more. I think there's I remember more. that scene. That'd be a great ending. That scene. Yeah. But no, it wasn't the ending. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. But. <laughs> so yeah. can I just say, I, I want to just put my personal bias here before sure. we get into, because we've made some comments about, you know, this might be the worst. And I'm not here. Like, I want to say I don't go door to door asking people. I don't knock on people's door going, 
excuse me, sir, like, do you have a moment to talk about how the prequels are better than the original trilogy? Like, I don't do that. I'm not, I'm not here today to say the prequels are better. The one thing I just want to say is I want to defend them a little bit. And I'm, I'm just going to say this. I think there's something to glean from them. Just look past the Hayden Christensen. Appreciate the tragedy that is Darth Vader. And you see a little bit in this movie, but then in the upcoming ones, you just see these little signs and hints and snippets of him kind of, you know, turning and eventually like just losing everything he has. And I think there's something refreshing about the tragedy that is the prequels compared to the classic hero story that is the original. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm just saying we need to appreciate it and look past its flaws at times. Well, that's all I'm going to say. I will one up you i will see okay. i will see your endorsement of the prequels sure yeah. and i will raise you <laughs> my uh my love for the prequels thank you um and awesome. my my not so much in attack of the clones but really in revenge of the sith i think mm. i think hayden christensen nails it me too. Um, it's my favorite of the prequels. The only yeah. thing in the prequels okay. that I have an issue with. Sure. And <clears throat> it's the most, excuse me, it's the most, I'm mm-hmm. still, I'm still getting over some, yeah, some ailments. So I you, you mentioned it in the, in the preview Fa- uh, listeners. If you hear Brady coughing, it's not necessarily that he's building up to a point. He might just be clearing his throat. Yes. Um, and Sorry, you were so, the, so the thing I to... dislike that is the most prevalent in mm. Phantom Menace yep. is that stupid, idiotic, dumbass, waste of screen time Gungan named Jar Jar Binks. Right. Like, and you're not alone. Like, that's a and, very and, prevalent... And it's not even... Like, some people just hate the Gungans. I think the Gungans are cool. What a, what an interesting race. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but Jar Jar is just <laughs> so dumb. Right. Like... And, yeah, you're right. Like, no one can argue that. Like, that he's... <clears throat> no one... Yeah. There are those theories out there that he's this mastermind and he's a Sith Lord and all that. But you're right. Like, he's annoying. And to this day, George Lucas's most defended character. Like, it's his favorite character. Oh, really? And I don't know Seriously? if that's... Yeah, and I don't... He said it several times. Wow. And I, and I don't know if it's... I don't know if that's genuine or if he's yeah. just, like, stuck his Defending, foot in the right. sand and he's, you know, I don't know. I'm not changing what my opinion is. Yeah, screw you guys. Yeah. You guys didn't like Jar Jar. Well, then he's my favorite. I'm, I'm George Lucas. Like, who are you? To, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. So uh, just as a note, and we can, I can refer to this when we have conversations. While I watched this movie, I made a table. Okay. Sure. And like a, a, a carpentry table, like I was in my garage, like hand using a lathe and kind of oh, just. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then I also made a little table on a Word document. Okay. And um, in one column, I've got the problem with Phantom Menace. So like I typed out some common arguments about this is a problem, this is a problem. And the next column I put, here's a comparable in the original trilogy 
that I just want to say, hey guys, like there are problems in all the Star Wars movies. It's not just Phantom Menace, so we just need to be aware. Um, so specifically with my Jar Jar Binks, because uh, I one of my one of my points was Jar Jar Binks. So I'm glad you brought that up. My comparable in the original trilogy, which is not without sin. Don't say this. Is, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, Chewbacca. What Chewbacca? Really? Oh, where, where did you think I was going to go with that? I thought you were going to hate on the Ewoks. Oh, no. Chewbacca. Chewbacca is just as slapstick and irritating as Jar Jar Binks. The only mercy is that Chewbacca doesn't speak English, so you can just kind of zone out his groans. I but. have to disagree with you 105%. <laughs> that's che- okay. You're, that's che- cool. Chewbacca's not... I won't, like, I won't say Chewbacca doesn't have some slapstick moments. And, sure. And he's not, you know, like I'm... <laughs> he's not my favorite character. Sure. But to say that he's as slapstick and as ridiculous as Jar Jar Binks is a cardinal sin, my friend. I, I I guess it is a bit far to say they're on the same level, but I'm saying they're within the same league. So I'm just saying the original has some sins as well. Wow. We could do like, yeah. we could do a whole episode <laughs> on this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. okay, so but but Chewbacca Yeah. Is Han Solo's partner, his best friend. Sure. Yeah. He is. He's 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 intelligent enough to fly, work on, do whatever with the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> but he's is he in, is he does he manipulate the Senate and the courts uh in an important plot way? Does he? But does he do but, that? But 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 neither does Jar Jar. Jar Jar <laughs> Is like there's no manipulation happening there. That's Palp- that's Palpatine manipulating them through I know. an idiot, yeah. like Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I this isn't a hill that I want it. Like I, I'm, I at the end of the day, I think Jar Jar's an idiot and he doesn't improve the movie. But my general point is, you can't just solely hate on it and ignore some flaws with the original series. Okay, well, I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um yeah. Yeah. That's, well you'll that's, you'll you'll hear some of my other points as we go on. So wait, yeah. so so you're calling Chewbacca a flaw mm-hmm. of the original trilogy. I'm he doesn't add anything. Wow. Okay. All yeah. right. No, I mean, this is this is good. This is it's Yeah. You know. I know Carl Eastman is listening somewhere and he he probably stopped right now and he's just thrown his laptop at the wall and just been like enough of this blasphemy. Yeah. But um it's you got to it, say what you got to say. This I feel like this whole segment <laughs> has con- like any mutual friends that we have. <laughs> it has if there was any debate as right. far as which one of us they preferred. Right. That this de- is polarizing. That, that debate is done. Yeah, like, this is very polarizing. So- what I've just I'm said. I'm sorry, Pete. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, you get a participation medal. <laughs> but I feel like you're. I feel like you know. I am alienating myself with this comment. I, I I'm aware. Wow. I'm, aware. I'm cu- okay. I'm curious. Yeah, for sure. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. if there is a commentability ability. Mm-hmm. Um, preferably to Facebook. Comment. Just go do this on Facebook. Yeah. Go to our Facebook. Comment down below. Um, 
and let us know. Let us yeah. know what your thoughts are on on Chewbacca, mm-hmm. and more importantly, Chewbacca in comparison to Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That'd be fun. Moving on to a topic that won't <laughs> lose us listeners. Um, yeah. Wow. That's mm-hmm. so. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let me can I let me ask you a question about because you were mentioning this that there was a lot of build up to this movie and sure. this is the first movie you and I were alive for that was new in theaters. So in the, I mean uh, in the Star Wars. In the, sorry, no, the first movie ever. ever. Like just wow. ever. That's the nineties um, ni- were a dry <laughs> period for cinematography. It was some slow years. I'll give you my thoughts after. I want to hear your take about just, do you have any like specific memories of like either walking out and being like, yeah, this is okay. Or just waiting in line being like, I can't wait. Or where's this going to go? Like, do you have any specific movies leading up to or during or following this movie? Just because it was pretty monumental in our young lives. Yeah. So I don't think... And I'm not 100% sure. Sure. But I don't think that I saw this in the theater. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. I mean, I would have been seven at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, And, yeah. Like, but I don't even know. Like, at seven... At seven years old in the 90s, I don't even know that I understood mm. the the theater going experience. Like, I, hmm. I don't I don't know that I understood that that was something to desire seeing it in the hmm. theater. I knew I knew it was coming. Sure. Um, but I think. I think to me and I mean, my parents, my parents were you know, kids and teenagers in the 70s and 80s. Um, sure. And so they were of the original Star Wars generation. Yep. Yep. Um, but neither of them were, like, big into mm. Star Wars. Right? Sure, it was they more had, like a cultural they, thing. Like, the, yeah, they, they had seen them. Out. They had seen sure. them, but who hadn't? Yeah, um, exactly. Like, yeah. And so... Yeah, the release of a new one is not something they would have been super mm-hmm. caught up in. Um, yeah. And again, without really the internet, no YouTube, so I didn't really have, like I wasn't yeah. seeing trailers for it. I wasn't, you know. Um, and that's the crazy thing. Like people would, I read online because I wasn't old enough to remember, people would c- go to movie theaters, purchase tickets, and watch the Star Wars trailer and then just leave. Yeah. Like that was a thing. Because... Because there was no other way to see a trailer, no, or at least not a brand new trailer. I don't, I don't know even know. Else, yeah. Like I don't. I don't even know if they were airing them on TV at that point. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you know, it was a big deal. There was a time, like on VHS, and mm. even I think it bled over into DVD a little bit, where there'd be while, trailers yeah. before right. movies on VHS. Right. But that was True. typically that was less theater based. Right. And more right. coming coming soon to home video. Right. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, not new movies. Yeah, you're right. Not theater-based movies. So there'd be no way to see a theater-based trailer yeah. or a new, new upcoming movie. Um, so anyways, all that. I mm. don't... 
I knew I knew that it was big. Sure. Um, and I don't even know specifically that I knew. I don't know. I so I had we had rented. There was a local um, video store in town, Hollywood North. Um, oh, nice. And we would go and <clears throat> as a kid, as a young kid, like by this point, I was already wanting to rent. Oh, the Star Wars, like the like mostly Empire and Return of the Jedi, mostly Return of the Jedi. Right. Yeah. <coughs> no time for. Excuse me. No time oh for tuberculosis so or gross. a new hope. Yeah. Anybody uh, got time for that? No. But um. Man, hang on. Sorry, I got to take a drink of water here. <laughs> Kids don't smoke. No, it's not worth it. Don't vape either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So, anyways, I'm back. Um, Great. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I knew I knew that it was coming. Hmm. Um, and I knew that it was big, but sure. I don't think that I knew specifically that the Phantom Menace was big. Mm. I think I just knew that Star Wars was big, right. and and the reason for that is because I don't think throughout the history of cinematography of cinema mm-hmm. i don't think there has ever been right nor may there ever be a film that had more merchandise and right. mar- and marketing made right. for it everywhere well, yeah. in 1999 yeah, and and, and and for the following years afterwards because they right. made so freaking much of it like if you go yeah. if you go in a discount bargain <laughs> store like surplus thrift shop type thing thrift shop yeah well no not even not even secondhand mm. stuff okay there are there is an abundance sometimes if they've if they've <laughs> pulled old stock from somewhere of right, phantom menace stuff of fa- of unopened phantom menace figurines oh wow yeah because, and it's that iconic packaging that has darth maul mm. on it. oh um, yes yeah that's right and 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 it was oh and didn't they come with like the little Comtech chips they yeah. came with like little chips that you could plug in and it would say like a line of that character i had so many I, I don't I, I did not okay I didn't have a single toy I still have I have a whole box I still have a whole yeah, box I didn't have a single toy from Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith I had so mm. many damn toys from the Phantom Menace <laughs> I Phantom Menace, I had right. like a Darth Maul action Ooh. like you could put a coin in it or you could also like switch it to not needing a coin you could just push the button and he would right. say some lines sure. and he would fight and he was like i don't know he was like nice. a foot tall and on what? on like this based platform i'll send you a link to to it so but what cool. was amazing about it is mm. on either side there was like a, a jack where on one side uh. you could plug in you could buy the qui-gon Jin. And you could oh, buy cool. the Obi One, and you could click oh. click them into either side of this thing, and they interact. Or and it would recognize that the other ones were there, and they would fight. That's cool. They would have a lightsaber battle. That's actually really cool. Like there was so many, like yeah. So, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, there was so much merchandise made for right. this film. Right. Because oh, I'm I'm well aware. I I 
bought me you and sounds like you did too like i was a very i had so many star wars toys around this time like i so stuff yeah um it sounds like my experience was a little bit different than yours i i am well aware that i saw this movie at least three times in theaters wow maybe a fourth i'm not i can't remember the fourth i was at a relative's house who's no longer with us and uh, this relative was like, oh, do you want to see like this new Star Wars movie? It's yeah, like, I know you love Star Wars. We should go see it. And my mom was like, for the love of God, no, he's already seen it three times. So I don't remember if I actually saw it a fourth, but for sure three. But I just remember the magic of like being in a theater, seeing Star Wars, the opening credits, like jump across the screen. Like this was like compared to my 1990s tv that didn't have surround sound like it was so so visceral and so different like it was amazing to be in a theater and watch star wars and i think as a kid i wasn't critiquing like yeah phantom menace sucks or it doesn't suck i just enjoyed it and it was star wars and i was like i want to do this again like this is so amazing yeah and specifically like when in that opening 10 minutes when there's the fog uh, like the poisonous gas and yeah. you see the two lightsabers light up i was like oh my gosh and the star wars theme starts playing when they start just destroying those battle droids i was like this is amazing and, and it you is. see yeah and you like just as a kid seeing darth maul reveal his dual lightsaber and just duel of the fates on a big screen with john williams music blasting in surround sound like as a kid this was fantastic well and i mean there's so many things in this film that if you if you had grown up or previously enjoyed the original trilogy um right. that was so new so fresh mm. um battle droids what are battle yeah, droids so we've never different. seen battle dro- like i'm like put yeah. yourself back in this 1999 <laughs> yeah battle droids what the heck are these things everything's so pristine everything's (laughs) so crazy looking Mm -hmm. um there are other jedi right yes they're not an extinct order like it is like a vibrant law force i don't know that's not the right way to put it but like like it's a, a system like there's just a whole system of jedi like there's it's still a living order. Like there's not just one guy living in exile and a quasi guy in training who's found him on Dagobah. Like yeah. there are thousands of Jedi. Exactly. And they're like a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. All like, these, there's, this there's old- so much in this. And can I, I I mentioned this to you the other day. Yeah, yeah. With the exception of Jar Jar Binks at some yep. points. Sure. Like there are the prequels are criticized for an overuse of CGI. Right. Yeah, a lot of people hate on that. But there are films that come out today, twenty <laughs> years <laughs> later. <laughs> right. Whose computer effects mm-hmm. don't come anywhere close to touching like this is much much like a new hope was in the Hmm. 70s right this kind of like revolutionary 
was groundbreaking. Right. It was so yep. ahead of its time, technology-wise. Mm. Right. Like, it's incredible. Right. Yeah. It yeah. looks incredible. The battle it droids. Does. The fact that all the battle droids are computer-generated, the fact that they're not actually there. Mm, yeah, those are actually really good. I think we take those for granted, like things of that nature that just look very real. Yes. And it's easy to hate on, oh, that's a blue screen or that's... Liam Neeson standing in front of a green screen like that's not real. Let's hate on it. But there, you're right. There's a lot of stuff that's great as yeah. far as the effects in this movie. Speaking that's of a really Le- good point. Speaking of, this is a Star Wars movie that has Liam Neeson in it. So, so I've got two notes here. One, I literally made the note Liam Neeson is a boss. But in in my table of like, I made all the problems of Phantom Menace. Any argument that I don't have an answer for. Uh, my answer is Liam Neeson, Samuel L. Jackson, and Ewan McGregor were in this movie. Point for Phantom Menace. Yeah, like Samuel those L. those Jackson three guys are amazing. Like those three actors are incredible, and um, it's a shame Liam Neeson doesn't come back ever as a Force ghost or is killed off. But he well, was a fantastic yeah, Jedi Master. I mean, until until the Force Awakens, or not the Force Awakens, the Rise of Skywalker, but. You know, do you think he's coming back? back? No, I don't. But I do uh, wonder mm-hmm. if they will slap Liam Neeson in a wig mm-hmm. and make him appear as a Force ghost to Obi Wan in the Obi Wan Disney Plus series. Uh, that would be, yeah, that would logically like. Not only the fanboys would love it, but yeah, right. It would make sense. It would make sense. He's in exile. Yeah. This takes yeah. place shortly after Yoda tells Obi-Wan, I have new right. training for you to do. Right. I have yeah. a way for you to connect with Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. Your old master. Yeah. Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon? Yeah. yeah. No, that's ju- that's actually a really valid point. I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I, I will admit, like, we i don't i love the prequels phantom menace isn't my favorite prequel so but i I will admit there's a flaw here we don't need so much of the story in these star wars movies being about trade routes and taxation like that's not what star wars is at its core okay i got that's fair i have a way to combat that liam neeson ewan mcgregor and samuel l jackson no (laughs) okay um I wish I had. Hang on, I gotta. Mm-hmm. What I gotta see if I can find this list. Um, sure. I was watching a video the other day. Cool. And there was a list of. Um, hang on, I'm gonna Google this right now. You can Google along at home if you're listening. Um, Just turn the page when you hear the beep. Things in the prequels. That I'm curious how you're going to get out of this taxation thing because I I can't even find a, like a, an excuse for that. That's a little lame. I'm not going to lie. So it was a video, but I'm hoping I can find uh, like a list, a so segmented the, list. Because as a kid, during those Senate scenes, I totally just zoned out. I was like, "This is boring. This isn't Star Wars. This isn't so, good versus evil. This is politics." So. And mummy, um, what's I democracy? I, I can't find it. Anyways, um, sure. But 
the main the main point was it was a video about eight things. Okay. About the prequels. Okay. That George Lucas planned in 1977. Oh, cool. And okay. it was uh, it was based off of um, notes, like no, notes that George Lucas wrote in the 70s oh. about about the world that he was building, about the backstory, about sure. you know all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. and, and that's you have to you have to trust that it's true because there are people who think uh, no George uh, George, yeah. George provided them okay all right fair enough right um, I, I'm not questioning if you provided sure, them no, I'm no, just no. saying yeah and yeah. Um, and one of the things on that list that were <laughs> that was George? that was written was that? in 1977 <laughs> don't say George R. Pinks was that the emperor yeah. Overthrew the Republic. He 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 gained oh, power okay. by manipulating mm-hmm. tax laws, by manipulating you know, so mm. so you know, it's one of those things hmm. where that was always the plan. So to say it's not Star Wars. Right. I str- I struggle with that for two reasons. One, mm-hmm. Uh, George Lucas, who created Star Wars, planned that from the beginning, even though right. it hadn't been revealed to you. That was it was Star Wars forty years ago, and you just we didn't realize it yet. Right. And the and the other is touching back to something um, that I may have mentioned either in our first or second episode ever. Mm, okay. Whether whether you like, I it was the first episode. Whether you okay. like something or not, right? So when when the when the last Jedi happened, hmm. a lot of people had the argument that's not Luke Skywalker's character. That's not okay. what Luke Skywalker would do. Like there were all hmm. kinds of petitions to remove the last Jedi from canon, which is <laughs> that's silly bullshit. Get over yourself. That's a little silly. Yeah, but. Um, if you, if it, it, yeah, everyone was like, well, you know, that's not what, that's not what Luke Skywalker would do. That's not how Luke Skywalker would act. Mm -hmm. That's not Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Yep. That is how Luke Skywalker acted. Right. Whether you thought that's what he was going to do or not. Mm-hmm. He did it. Yep. And now it's Star Wars. Fair. It is now canon. It's now a part of it. Right? right? Like to you're s- saying, George, this is part of George Lucas's vision. Well, How, even not, know, like, like, I mean, he is- had, George Lucas had nothing to do with the last Skywalker, or the last Jedi. But, oh, sure. Fair. But really, Sorry, in yeah. general, it, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, the same thing. Yeah. I think the I think the example that I used in episode one um, of our show was you know I think I I think I compared it to Batman. Mm. People go, well, that's not that's not the way it should happen. Well, that right. is how it's happened, and that's canon. Right. So get over it. Right. Like like well, no, but I mean you know with with the with the whole trade federation and the taxation thing. Uh. Mm. You know in in nineteen 
95, you could think to yourself, hmm. Star Wars isn't really about politics. Right. And in 1999, when The Phantom Menace comes out, the only appropriate response mm -hmm. is, wow, I never knew or, you know, I had no idea that there was a point in Star in the Star Wars timeline that was so heavily political. Hmm. And I mean, really, the original series is just as political, but it's just a different political system. See, and so let me let me rephrase because I'm I'm agreeing with what you're saying in that I think people are overreacting. Like, hey, I don't think this is Star Wars. Remove this from canon. What I want to rephrase about the taxation trade routes, blog like bogging it down. I think it's legitimate that something like this is where the emperor kind of begins his kind of evil plan because there's historical grounds to comparables to this in history whether you look at the third reich or the roman empire of someone by eventually getting means of like emergency powers keeping those emergency powers and not returning them and then it like turning into a dictatorship because i think you're right like when you're saying george lucas had this written down from the beginning like it is kind of a cool concept I think what what I meant was not that it's not Star Wars. I just I don't know if I need to know this in as much nitty gritty detail. Like I'm not sure if I need to be part of these Senate meetings. I think I, like part of me would rather just that there be an evil emperor and we don't know how we got into power and we don't or like we don't need to get into as much detail. Maybe yeah. that's my argument more. And, and that's fair. Um, yeah, I enjoy that part of it. I think, yeah. you know, for me, it adds validity to how the emperor became the emperor. Fair. Um, fair. Because that's yeah. the thing is, is in the original trilogy, yeah. we're not just dealing with a group of bad guys that are trying to take over the world. <laughs> right. The emperor, right. the empire, mm -hmm. is the government. Right. Right. They're yeah, the it's not government. like a little band of... And yeah, the good like it's, guys are guys yeah. that are trying to overthrow the government. Right. Fight yeah. back against the corrupt government. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah that's And fair. so to ask yourself, mm -hmm. you know, how did, he, how did he reach that position? How did this awful guy mm -hmm. be put, not just like ooh, king of the galaxy. No, he is like... Yeah. Yeah. The, he's the president. He's the prime yeah. minister. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, you know, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. He he was he was elected. Yeah. Yeah, how did how did the system go from like a democratic system, a democracy to just this emperor literally being like ruler of all? Right. Who chose yeah, to put him in that's power? Fair. That's how a fair point. Like I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Something I'll else something else really interesting. And this is divisive. Sure. Okay. But more okay, more than but, but whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Something else. Yep. A word that was first mm. used in the 1977 okay. notes of George okay. Lucas when sure. George Lucas was sitting down and planning out Star Wars. Sure. And just coming up with back cuz cuz people do that often where you'll okay. You will create a movie, yeah, 
and well, even, not a or, lot or, of yeah, or, or yeah. characters, right? If you're sure. if you're creating a character, yeah, you fair. may only yep. show ten percent of what you've written down about the character. You may only show ten percent of that on film, but you build a right. backstory for this character right. to to understand Have a rich character to yeah. understand the character on who they are, where they've been. More than one dimension are. to that character. And yeah. so one word that appears hmm. with okay. a definition, with an explanation okay. in the 1977 notes of George uh-huh. Lucas. I'm so curious now. Is the word midichlorians. Oh. <laughs> so so people get upset and they go, oh, he, he went back and he tried to explain how they... No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Midichlorians. This was part of the original idea. It was always idea. about midichlorians. Okay. And you don't have to, like, people can look yeah. this up. You you know, people yeah. are going to argue with me. That's sure. fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving you facts. Like, I'm, you know, right. I'm not, I'm not giving you an opinion here. Right. I'm um, on the fence with the midichlorians because I, I don't hate it. There's some people that absolutely hate it. I'm on the fence a bit. I'm wondering if I, if we needed it because some things are more powerful to our imaginations. But that's cool that it's not just like a work back, like, hey, let's fill backfill some stuff. Like, this is a part of his plan from the beginning, it seems. Well, and, and you know, people get bent out of shape. I think the biggest argument I hear is people didn't mm. need to, you know, the force was just the force, and we didn't need to know how the force right. works. Sure. And... I would argue we still don't. Oh, yeah, fair. We know like, more, but like, not but, all. Yeah. But really, like still, what is what actually what is the force? Give me give me a half an hour lecture on the force Oof. that is now based on yeah. midichlorians. You can't. No. George Lucas in his notes about midichlorians mm-hmm. simply used midichlorians as a way to explain Mm-hmm. Why some people are able to use the force, right. and, and some aren't. Right. That there is something inside of you, microorganisms inside of you, and the more you have, the stronger you are in the force. Yeah. And there's a varying number in all people, and some people don't have enough midichlorians mm-hmm. to to use the force and yeah, that's it I and mean, that's that's literally all that midichlorians yeah. explain because yeah like the extent of our talk about midichlorians really mm-hmm. is when qui-gon and anakin are sitting out on the balcony and he does the Qui- yeah. test qui-gon takes well and yeah qui-gon takes a knee and it's like here let me poke your finger yeah here. and and they go yeah. you know he's you know he's oh he's got a midichlorian count of of this high and he says, "Not mm-hmm. yeah." Higher he than says, Yoda. "Not even Yoda has a midichlorian count that high." And Qui Gon says, "Yeah, no Jedi has." Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. love people I'm, get bent out of shape about this again as well. Sure. I love yeah. that Anakin was born of the Force. Hmm. Yeah, I'm impartial to it. He was created. By the midi chlorians, he doesn't have a dad, right? No, you know. Yeah, and there's an argument to be made, and we'll 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 get to this in a couple of episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But that uh, that Palpatine 
and or maybe Darth Plagueis played a role in, you know, the conception of Anakin. So did you say Plagueis? Yeah. Palpatine's master. Interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fascinating to kind of get some insight on that for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what else about this movie, um, stood out to you? I mean, if you can compare it to the originals. Yeah. If you enjoyed, if you thought lightsaber fights were cool before the prequels. Oh, yeah. Just next level. Like Like, these intensely choreographed fights. The choreography, the style, just so much more alive and vibrant than the prequel or the original movies. Like just so, so real, so visceral, just, yeah. We get to see these really interesting planets like Coruscant. Yeah. One one planet that's just an entire big city. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I have so many questions. Like, how do they? Yeah, never mind. I'm not even going to ask them because I don't want to get into. I don't know the Star Wars canon, but it's fascinating <laughs> because I probably so. have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just like, how do they grow food? Like all these, all these systems of like our cities don't produce, aren't self-sustaining. Like you need agriculture to su- supplement a city, and you need somewhere to put refuse and garbage. I'm just I'm wondering how this planet does all this stuff. Then maybe there's a BBC documentary on it. So, yeah, I'll s- I'll send you some links. Essentially, the garbage <laughs> yeah, but... is, is taken out in freighters and and sent off into okay. space. Um, right. And the food is a combination of off-world food mm, that is shipped okay. in, um, and then also like little greenhouse type hmm. things like. I guess there's a rooftop gardens. I shouldn't overlook those. In, indoor agriculture is kind of right. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But you're to to your point. Yeah, in these prequels, we get to see a lot of cool planets that weren't possible to show in the original three, yeah. just due to technology and exactly. Um, do you have trivia yeah. for me? I'm so pumped. I do. Can I just ask one more question? Sure. And I'm not trying to like. I'll allow. I that. don't want to turn up. Some, like I'm not trying to make a stink out of some things but would it be weird if this movie if anakin were like 18 years old and padme were like eight or nine because there's an age gap between those two kids it's 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 not as big of an age gap as you think so no um there is an age gap for sure sure. yeah but um i want to pull this up here uh because i looked it up at one point Okay. How old is? Because I think, um, what's her name? Yeah, I forget. I mean, as an actress, yes. But sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. In episode um, one. Okay, okay, so that's that's that. And then how old is Anakin? Yeah. Anakin is. Okay. So Anakin is nine years old in episode nine. Okay. Pod episode one. Episode one. Episode one. What'd I say? Yeah. Episode nine. Okay. He's, he's dead he's, in he's episode nine. He's nine years old in episode one. Yep. Okay. Padme. Yep. Padme Amidala. Yep. The queen. The queen of Naboo. Is 14. So oh, then that's fine. So okay. So really. That's not much of an age It's difference. not that big of a deal. 
Like it's five Especially pages. because okay. they don't really have any romantic entanglement mm-hmm. for like 10 in years in this one, right? So That's yeah, for true. 10 years. So then, I yep. mean, we reach a point where Anakin's 19 and she's yep. 24. Okay. Big whoop. For some reason, I thought it was more than five years. And I think there's more than five years between the actors, but not necessarily between the characters. And sure. I think that's what threw me off. Yeah. And that's, and that's probable because yep. Padme, a couple years later, plays a 10-year-old, 10-year-older version of herself, hmm. whereas they oh, right. got a right. different actor to play Anakin. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right, uh, I do have some trivia, and I've been—I'm so pumped to try and stump you here. Good luck. I oh, haven't dude, been doing—I haven't been doing well. You have hit or miss. Crazy. It depends. It depends. These. So I've got a couple like actual questions, and then some real quick true or false. So they'll—they'll they'll be split into two categories here. Okay. The first question: Who utters the term "I have a bad feeling about this" in *Phantom Menace*? Uh, so interestingly. It is yeah. the first line of the film. Hey. And it's spoken by Obi-Wan Kenobi. boy, you got it. They turn That's around good. and they're like, you and mm. McGregor's like, I have a bad feeling about this. Like they pull their hoods off to yeah. reveal who they are. Yeah. And you're like, oh boy. Oh and boy. then he utters it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a bad feeling about this. Yes. And Liam Neeson is like, I don't sense anything. Yeah. <laughs> it is awesome. Good for you. You, you got that. That's... That's good. Um, the second one, I'm not sure. It was news to me, so I'm, we'll see if you knew about this or not. Which star from Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean series had a role in Phantom Menace? Which star? Huh. From the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley Correct. plays, um, oh, don't tell me your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorme, who is... Um, I think it's Sabi. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's it's one, of, it's one of Padme's handmaidens. And the Correct. decoy, yep. uh, when they're approaching Boss Nass on yep. Naboo. Yep. yep, yep. Which blew my mind. I never knew that she was in this movie. Yeah, a very young um, Kira Knightley at this point. Yeah, pre-Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously. Because yeah. I think that came about three or four years after this. Yeah. Wow, you're doing really well. Two for two so far. This I hope this next one stumps you a little bit. Which of these actors were considered for the role of Qui-Gon Jinn? Which of these actors? So are? help me God, if you say... <laughs> Sean Connery. <laughs> Which of these actors were considered... For the role of Qui-Gon Jinn. So I've got multiple choice here, okay? Vin Diesel. Ooh. Morgan Morgan Freeman. No. Tom Hanks. Kurt Russell. Denzel Washington. There's so many and, options. And Kyle McLaughlin. I don't know who Kyle McLaughlin is. Uh, Twin Peaks. I've never seen Twin Peaks. Uh, Blue Velvet. I don't know what that is. Just picture like any um, David guy. Lynch movie. Yeah, all all of yeah. Okay. Um. um yeah. Anyone standing out there? So many <laughs> no options. Sean, no options Sean Connery. Again. All right. Here's the options: Vin Diesel, Morgan Freeman, Tom Hanks, Kyle MacLachlan, Kurt Russell, Denzel Washington. 
Man. I I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to say that it's not Morgan Freeman. Okay. Sure. I'm going to say that it's probably not Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to say that it's probably not Tom Hanks. Right. Um, oh, dear. Okay. Let me think about this. Let me think about mm. ages. Yeah. Mm. I, to be honest, I would have, I'm going to force you just to have a guess, just because with the number of names I gave you, it could take some time to come okay. up with an answer. All right. I'm going to say, ooh, okay, so let me yep. let me preface this. Sure, yeah. By saying that in my college program, sure, I am taking and excelling at a psychology nice. course. Nice. Um, and so, and part of psychology is, is breaking down what people do and why they do them. Mm. Now, you've given me several multiple choice questions in the past. <laughs> sure. Always with four options. Right. This is the first time right. I've had more than four options. Ooh. So I'm going to say okay. F, all of the above. Oh, Brady A. McGee, you did it. You are just owning these questions. According to my internet sources, all were considered to some capacity for the role of Qui-Gon Jinn. That's weird. I I am so proud of you right now. Some of those I cannot picture in the slightest. Vin Diesel is like, no. No. Yeah. Even Kyle McLaughlin, he's great in the roles I've seen him, but not Qui-Gon Denzel Washington, maybe. Like a training day version of Qui-Gon Jinn, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, they made the absolute correct answer with with uh, Liam Neeson, though. Yeah. Can I make a psychology pun? while Because you, you brought it up. So sure. I, can I at least make a pun? Yeah. There are, depending on the type of um, psychology that you subscribe to, specifically analytical psychology, uh, psychology can make you young at heart. Wow. Carl Jung. Wow. I hope I hope someone like I hope at least one person likes that pun and comments on Facebook and says, Hey, nice pun, Pete. But we'll see. Some people might just unsubscribe altogether to our yeah, show. I feel like we'll uh, I feel like you're losing us <laughs> listeners left, right, and center today. <laughs> just everything I'm saying today is just dividing. Okay, mm. th- these I've got a couple more real quick ones. These are just true false. Okay. Okay. Uh, Natalie Portman missed the premiere party in New York uh, be- for Phantom Menace because she had to go home to study for her university exams. Oh. So she would have been... So that, I mean, that gives us some insight into the actress's age. Right. That she's potentially antsy, but we don't know. Yeah. Um, True or false? For her university exams. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to say false. I'm going to say... Okay. Because I think she's older, but I don't think she's that much older. I don't okay. think she's university old at this okay. point. I'd say she's, you know, maybe 15 or 16. 
Uh, and sure. Jake Jake Lloyd was what like ten or something. Probably like um, ten. Yeah. Um, so you, you're correct. It's false. She did miss the premiere, however, to study for her high school exams because she was 18 at the time. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. That's rough. Um, That's <laughs> Yeah. I mean, can't you just... Uh, I don't know. It's this premiere of Star Wars. Like, like anyway. guys, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be dating Darth Vader. Like, can we... Yeah. Can we postpone this by like one day? So yeah, I, or like, this is do, important. Like, can I get just someone to invigilate and I write the exam in New York and then I can go to this party? Like, it's yeah. kind of a big deal. All right. What, what, um, what do you got? True or false? Hugh Jackman was considered for the role of Obi Wan Kenobi. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Wow. Um, that seems. It initially, right off the right off the bat that seems wrong to me mm-hmm. um that would be a very weird obi-wan kenobi. well i'm just trying to think at this time, like i'm trying to think if the movie came out in 99 right yep then yep. casting for the roles would have taken probably a year or two earlier at least at right. least yeah oh for sure and yep. i'm trying to think where hugh jackman was in his career at this point like it was pre-x-men yeah i could not tell you a dang thing from the 90s he's more a 2000 more of the movies i know of him are in the 2000s um yeah oh geez i'm going to say that's so tough because he was doing like he was doing musical stuff and so he was doing like right, a lot of on broadway, broadway right right kind of things uh right. i'm going to say false true it's true yeah it's true that he was considered for the role weird how far he got in the process i'm not sure and one final true false question uh this is the first star wars film to be released on dvd true or false um to be released on dvd mm-hmm. false yep. According to this, it's true, but it didn't happen until a year after. So over a year after its release on VHS, it was the first one to be released on Okay, DVD. see, so that's, I mean, that so comes down to interpretation of the question. I was thinking at the time of release, it was on DVD. Semantics, so we're both Because my copy right. of The Phantom Menace was definitely VHS. So was mine. Uh, this was the first time, like for this episode of the podcast, but the first time I watched it on DVD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, so it. that's so, all I got. So, did the version you watch have yep. CGI or Puppet Yoda in it? Pu- puppet Yoga. Okay, Pu- not Puppet Yoga. Puppet Yoda. Because my version, being a remaster, had CGI Yoda in it, which I think is better. CGI Yoda. Yep. I think CGI Yoda blends it more. In I'm glad that they didn't go back and CGI him into the original trilogy. Um, oh gosh no please and I, no and i never. adore the fact that when yoda appears in the last jedi that it's puppet yoda i thought that was mm, an yeah. incredible touch sure. um but as far as the prequels go yeah it just blends better having them cgi in the prequels for sure yeah 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 um something we missed that i don't yeah. want to i don't oh. want to have this conversation without discussing um sure is pod racers 
Oh yeah, I was curious where you stood. I it's exciting. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I don't like car racing movies. I don't like like no, racing no, in general. No, no. You know, no. it was basically like a sp- spaceship kind of car race. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's so grown on me. In that it's sense, grown on me. In that sense, it doesn't do it for me. Um, yeah. But it's it's a good chunk of screen time. Nine that minutes is missing. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks for the most part. Um, <laughs> so so I welcome it. To uh, funny thing was as a kid I didn't really enjoy it but it's grown on me and I feel it has a place because we're told all these stories of how Anakin was the best pilot in the universe and all this stuff yeah so it is kind of important to kind of just give a bit of validity to that so Absolutely. I think it has a place yeah. S- scale of one to ten Pete what are your thoughts on this film I gave it an eight point three okay I mean you gotta love du- Duel of the Fates baby I've been waiting for so long for Duel of the Fates. That's just my jam. And yeah. Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, yeah. No, in all seriousness, on my rating scale, I gave it an 8.3. It's, okay. I enjoyed I enjoyed watching this movie. How about, how about yourself? A, a rating scale that I've still yet to see, ladies and gentlemen. I need to send it to you. We, we need, I'm going to pick a movie that I think would be a good one for both of us to use it together. I kind of like wonder... the same scale. I kind of wonder if you're just pulling these scores out of your ass and if it's like... <laughs> There is no scale. Yeah. There is no spoon. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a 7. Cool. It's high. Yeah. It's it, sure. it's it's high because it's Star Wars. Yeah. Um but it's definitely one of the lower ones on my Star Wars scale. That's that's fair. Yeah. It's like some so, Star Wars is Star Wars, but there has to be a Star Wars that gets the lowest rating. Like they're just has to oh be. yeah like, yeah like there's sure. nothing wrong with saying that it got a seven that's fair yeah, yeah. um anything else we need to cover uh, i think just what we watched this week right on perfect so what'd you watch this um, week man so i watched uh two movies and okay. the one was a recommendation that you gave me and the other will be what i recommend to you okay so i watched earnest scared stupid okay um it wasn't it was a little lost on me I basically thought two things. One, I didn't love it, but it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, I feel like I've maybe seen clips of it before, and maybe that had something to do with it, like I had seen snippets on TV. But the other thing, I'm just really into movies recently that are set and made in like the late 80s, in the 90s, maybe even the early 2000s. So I I gave it a 4.4 out of 10. So I definitely like, it's in like the rent category. It's not in the why at the cottage category so it's not like the jerk bad okay and um so i'm not like yeah it was the only question i have is like there's those kids that were from like the 1800s that were saved at the end and i kind of feel bad for them because they're brought back to life and like literally their entire family and friends are all yes. gone and also it raises like the question of like how why? old is the that witch lady oh because if she's sure. a sibling right and she's still alive? Like, <laughs> there's some time discrepancy you, there. Well, and just with those, like, what do those kids do now? Like, it's similar to the curse of living forever. Like, everyone you've ever loved will eventually die and you'll be left alone on the earth. What are these kids supposed to do? Just, like, what are they, like, how do you just start over? Uh, well, I feel like their their reintroduction to society will probably begin with an appearance on Jerry Springer. Um, 
<laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you go from there. Yeah, I guess. What else? Did you uh, but yeah, I. So okay, this needs a bit of an introduction. Wait. So hang on. Yeah, yeah. On the category of Ernest Scared Stupid. Sure. Would you not agree though? Mm-hmm. That it is. It, it's it's kind of typical family Halloween '90s movie, right? Like it sure. doesn't. If that's your bar, then the movie doesn't really fall short of that bar, right? Like it's essentially yeah. if you took Ernest Goes Fair. to Camp, which is the one you yeah. saw and enjoyed. Yep. Um, and someone said, "Okay, take that mm-hmm. and set it in the same universe as Hocus Pocus." Sure. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I prefer Hocus Pocus a bit more. Oh, and that's but. fine. That's fine. Yeah. 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 No, I see okay. what you're saying. Like, for what it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so, next, it's next week that we're doing our horror thriller episode, is it not? Yes. So, <laughs> that, got, <laughs> that got me to watch a movie that I had seen parts of on TV as a kid, but never actually finished. Okay. And so I rewatched it as an adult. And it's in the same category as like thriller. It's not horror, but it's more like thriller. Okay. How well versed are you in the world of B grade thriller movies? Um I mean, well, <laughs> you've been recommending some thriller movies for me, so Yeah. <laughs> so I want I want you to watch this movie and usually when I've told you to watch movies, it's like, hey, I want to expose you. Like, you should watch this movie because you probably wouldn't try it or you should watch this movie. I'm not necessarily wanting you to watch this movie because, like, hey, I just think you'd enjoy it or you should. this is one of the movies you should watch in your life. I want you to watch it and I want you to use your exercise, your analytical skills. So if okay. you like it, I want you to tell me, like, pick, I want, stick with three. Like, pick three things that you liked or three thing, three things that you want to critique. Okay. And I, I have a feeling it'll be more critique, but I don't want to steer you the wrong way. The last thing I'm going to do to build you up to this movie. This movie was a ratings hit in that it became the most watched movie on basic cable television during the month of its release. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean... At first, it seems like a big feat, and then when you realize, like, just in one month, that's not that big of a feat. Um, but it's a B-grade movie, and it's literally on YouTube, so take that for what it's worth. I'll send you the YouTube link <coughs> YouTube link later. It's called The Triangle. It's a 2001 thriller. <gasps> is this not... Okay, hang on. Is this... But yeah. is this not... Maybe you said this, and I wasn't listening. Is this not, yeah, like, yeah, a yeah. two- or three-part television movie? It... It's, it I, when I watched like it, two or three parts. Is well, is this the one? Is this the one? Because obviously it's about the Bermuda yeah, yeah. Triangle. Yes. Um, is this the one where they there's like the girls in the plane underwater and she's a little girl and when they bring her up she's like an old lady like a couple of minutes no. later. But that sounds really interesting. No, that's not this. Okay. There, I think there's more than one movie called The Triangle because when I was looking for it, I found like different ones. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, this is this has Luke Perry in it. Yeah, see, I don't know if that's the the one then, but okay, that's yeah, that's, that's different. So yeah, yeah, I want you to just I want more your analytical expertise on this because I 
I don't want to steer you one way or the other, but I think it would be fun just to have a laugh over it. Okay. And I just want you to use your 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 skills on it. So, so that's my that, recommendation to you. The one that I was thinking of mm-hmm. has not Luke Perry in it. Does it have like Liam Hemsworth? No, it has. No? So the one I'm thinking of is from 2005. Oh. And has Eric Stoltz. Oh. And Sam Neill. Huh. And yeah, and it's it is a barrel of laughs. <laughs> is it intended no, it's, it's, to be? It's really, it's, it? No, it's really interesting. It has okay. Bruce, Bruce Davison in it. Like it's a really interesting movie or TV oh, cool. series, mini series. <laughs> yeah, but why so is it a barrel it's, of laughs? It's uh, I, that was just a thing I said. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's four hours long in total. Oh, cool. Okay, but it's good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Use your analytical skills and let's let's break this thing down next week. Well, we'll do, man. We'll do. Mm-hmm. What did you watch this week? I watched three films, one of which nice. you recommended, two of which okay. you did not, one of which I will recommend to you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I've been working on that script all morning. Um <laughs> it's actually pretty smooth. I didn't say anything, but I was impressed. So I watched Raising Arizona. Cool. And I'm not sure why I watched Raising Arizona. <laughs> I thought we were friends. Um, <laughs> but you learn new uh, things every day. No, in all seriously, and mm-hmm, all seriously, mm-hmm. in all seriousness, all seriously, um, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's a mm-hmm. it's a Nick Cage film, um, sure. and that's what it promises, and that's what it delivers on. Um, right. I don't know. It I didn't hate it. I was I was entertained by it for sure. Right. Uh right. but I like I'm not going to buy it. Like I don't you know. Yeah. I I've only like I've only seen it probably twice. So it's not a movie that I'm like go oh, I watch every Christmas. No. It's it's just an interesting just that it is a Coen Brothers movie. Do you like any other Coen Brothers movies? Uh a couple, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like, not oh, against oh. Coen Brothers films. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But and it's not their best, but I just want it. It's Definitely for a Nicolas not. Cage movie. It's not bad. No, no, no. Um, cool. Yeah, I don't know. It. It. Uh, I don't. I don't even know if I'll ever watch it again. Yeah, I. The, I don't. I. I say I. I watched it again, and then I recommended it. To, it recommended it to you, so I'm not sure if I'd ever watch it again either. Yeah. There's I, the ending scene when they're at the dinner table that just has this kind of. Yeah, ethereal I think, kind of I think feel I, to it. I think I give it a four point five. Okay, um, that's and fair. for and for me, a five is the tipping point of whether I'd watch it again or not. Fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. It's not for everyone. So yeah. Cool. Um, but if it were on VHS at the cottage, totally, <laughs> totally, totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, the next one I watched is mm. so okay. So I watched two. Okay. Other ones. Sure. One that I feel like I'm going to recommend to you, mm. and one that I want to recommend to you. <laughs> the one I want to that recommend to you. so many questions. The one that I want to recommend to you, I'm mm-hmm. going to try to recommend to you with your permission, because okay. it's a it's a better film, and it's really it's a really interesting, based on true events, Ooh. movie. Okay. Um. So the first one I watched. Sure. 
not the one I want to recommend, but the one that sure. I may if you veto the other one. Right. Okay. Uh, is the 19, it's set in the 90s. I don't know exactly which date, which year it is. Um, sure. But it is the live action adaptation of Dennis the Menace. Oh. Uh, which has Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson? No, Leah Thompson in it. Um, oh. Walter Matthau plays Mr. Wilson. Christopher Lloyd shows up in it. Like it's. What? Oh, yeah. Did Christopher. Who's Christopher Lloyd? Is he the bad guy? He is. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Have you seen I this totally want, but not in a long time. It's from like 1993, right? Yeah, I not as not since I was a kid, and I didn't realize till now who the bad guy was, and yeah. I didn't realize that was Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, it's good. It's it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> That's so funny. I never would have made that connection. Uh, well, I probably would have if I watched it. And but. it's a John Hughes film, so it's oh, got that going for it. Sure, pretty much like the guy who made like every important kids movie in the 90s. Yeah, well, not just kids' movies, like Breakfast Club and right. all that stuff. Yeah, Right, yeah, fair. Yeah, Yeah. so there's well, that. Yeah. Okay, so that's the fallback option. Yes. Okay. Then there's... What's the other one? There's... I'm sorry, was the, was the Dennis the Monos one based on true events or no, the no, other no, one? No, 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 this other one is. <laughs> okay. This is technically... I think this was marketed as a horror film. Sure, okay. I would say of the two-hour film, okay. there is maybe... Uh, 10 minutes of screen time that can be considered horror. Sure. There's maybe 20 minutes that can be considered thriller. Okay. okay. And then an hour and a half of it is like a courtroom drama. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the film that I want to recommend to you mm-hmm. is called The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm, I've heard of it. Um, and it's based on it's based on a, a real case um, from the 70s in Germany. Um, and sorry, what year is this movie from? 2005, okay. I believe. Um, yep. And really... So, I mean, you do see, you see some demonic possession. You see some, you know, like contorting of the body and stuff like that. But those scenes are are really brief and sort of few and Mm -hmm. far between. Um, Hmm. But basically, the whole film is told through flashbacks. Um, Essentially, there's been an exorcism. Right. The film starts out, there's been an exorcism and it wasn't successful. Right. And the girl has died. Right. And the priest that performed the exorcism is now on trial for, like, homicide. Right. I'm actually aware with the actual legal proceedings of this because I'm I was fascinated by the legal ramifications of like the trial itself. Yeah. So, so I'm f- familiar with the historical. Yeah. So so it's it's, it's based on a case of a girl named Annalise Mikkel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a German, a German girl, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really, really fascinating movie. Like, mm-hmm. such a different take on because really the whole th- like the whole film is told through f- flashbacks of the priest and the people who were there and witnessed it. But the right. but the prosecutor is 
is trying to give you medical reasons for why this could have occurred and not mm. a spiritual. So, so it really, the film is kind of, the film never really tells you this is true or this is true. Right. It's, there was a case and these were the arguments. Right. Um, right. And yeah. Because yeah, I think a lot, weren't a lot of the really cases more about like medical negligence? Like, hey, you, you were treating her spiritually, but you were like not actually treating her for any of her medical problems. Exactly. Or, and that's exactly yeah. what comes up in this. Right. So, Right. It's it's the type of horror film that I would recommend to you. I would say I like I've got no problem with you watching it with the lights on, um, right. <laughs> middle of the afternoon type of thing. Not because right. not because it's scary enough that you need to. Like we watched it the we watched it Halloween night in the pitch dark. Sure. Um, yeah. And it's not it, like it didn't scare either of us. Um, right. I think it's just an so interesting. interesting. I think that's an interesting aspect because there is the legality that of this specific case. But I think what you're describing seems interesting of the the way it's told through flashbacks, which yeah. is different than most, like any other horror movie. So what you're saying is you'll give it a try. What I'm saying is there's a chance. I'm not going to make a decision on the spot. What? I'm gonna, we, need to, we, I'm, need, we need to let... the Okay, our <laughs> listeners need to know what you're going to Next watch this week. week. Next week, I will show up having watched one of those two oh, movies. Oh, that's, that's a cop-out. That feels like a cop-out. There out. are cliffhangers in films. There are cliffhangers in podcasts. All right. <laughs> I'll be disappointed. Now that you've given me hope, yeah. you've given me hope. And so I'll be disappointed mm-hmm. if you don't watch it. But, you know, right. we'll see. What if I just read manuscripts of the trial? That will... Is that it? No. <laughs> no. Hello, right. and welcome back to the Manuscript Men where we yeah. break down legal <laughs> proceedings of the past in other countries. <laughs> Darn right. Yeah. That would actually be a pretty interesting podcast, I think. I would I would like to say mm-hmm. that I have my like this is just an offshoot, but my yeah, for sure. my microphone is currently propped up on a book. Cool. That book being the thickest book that I own. Cool. Which is the Canadian Criminal Code, and so I mean, mm, it's we're well nice. on our way. Yeah, I we think can, we could discuss case law. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Until next time, um, thank you for yeah. listening. Who's? Do you have a Thanks. shout out, Pete? Aside from um, you know Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. No, I, no, not other than those guys. Do you have a shout out? Um, I do. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I do. Okay. I really is it do. Darth Maul? I, no, it's not. No. Oh, okay. No. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's Denzel Washington. No. No. <laughs> it's Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I guess my impromptu shout-out in the middle of the show, I'll let you have your shout-out, but I did okay. mention Carl Eastman throwing his laptop against the wall at my Star Wars blasphemy. Yeah. Um, and Carl so doesn't know it yet. Carl has no hmm. idea. But um, we're, he doesn't we're, know his world's going to be shattered. We want to uh, we want to potentially have Carl. Carl, if you're listening, uh, mm. come do another Star Wars episode with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. I think it would be. Yeah, if I, we, it might just be like an hour of him lambasting me about Chewbacca. Yeah, if we don't hear from him, it will be mm-hmm. it will tell us that he doesn't listen to right. our show. 
No, he definitely listens. The other day I saw him in a public setting and he lambasted me about like a minute error of a Star Wars trivia question I gave a few weeks ago. And I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> come no, on. These things are important, man. You are as there was as, nothing there was as, nothing wrong with the question. As a movie man, you are putting yeah. yourself in a position of leadership. There was nothing to there was people. nothing wrong with the question. I think he was just nitpicking. Well, well, Can you anyway, blame this him? turned into this turned from a shout out to ripping on Carl Eastman. Who's who's your shout out? Um, 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 <laughs> I, um. That's so much pressure, man. So much pressure. No, I don't know. I don't have one. Okay, it'll Just be Carl Eastman. Carl Eastman. Yeah. Daphne Kirkpatrick again. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for doing and all what our you Patreon do. supporters. Yeah, all our Patreon supporters as well. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so until next time, we'll... Uh, and I, actually, I think next week is our voted episode from our horror Horror, so. which uh, we're going to tally up tonight and uh, yeah, find absolutely. out. It seems, to be, it seems to be leading in one direction, and I'm very excited about that one direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the You band. are a One Direction fan. I, no. Oh, I was no, talking about the band. No. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.